All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for health. And uh, we've been getting heavily into a series talking about Web3 and how that relates to health, wealth, and safety. Um, and just in general, you know, I'm really enthused and excited to have my guests on the show today. So I have Arno Kumphaus. Uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, hopefully I got that right. Arno Kumphaus. Uh, he is with the Sandbox. He is, he is uh, the global PR manager at the Sandbox. He has a vast international background. He's been in France, China, Japan. He's based in Paris right now. He's been everywhere, all between. He's been in crypto for a long time. You know, in this world, 2016, that means you're you're old school. Um, he started off with crypto. I'm not going to steal his thunder, but he has a really interesting element um, where he has 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 a huge empathy for bringing the human element to things in this Web3 world. There's just a lot of fun little conversations we're going to have here. Uh, uh, but Ar Arno, great to have you here and, and thank you so much uh, for joining. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony, for having me. Uh, yeah, it's great to be here. And uh, you made me sound a lot more awesome than I actually am. So I appreciate that <laughs> a lot. No, you are awesome. And, and, and I'm, I'm very enthused to, 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 to uh, do this with you. And, you know, usually what we usually start talking about first is origin stories, right? I'd love to hear a little bit about your origin story. Mm -hmm. to take us back, teleport us back and what led you to become the person you are now. Okay, cool. Uh, well, okay. Um, I grew up in France uh, in a small town called Biazon, uh, which is actually uh, kind of at the center of, uh, of, uh, of crypto in a way, because it's the, 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 a town where, um, you know, we have uh, somehow, I don't know why, very, it's very active in crypto. But uh, based, beyond that, I basically grew up in, uh, in that town. And then I studied in the United States. I went to Northeastern University. I studied finance there. Uh, but it was always interested in more like also art and creativity and things like that. So I actually uh, did a lot of uh, film projects on the side and all kinds of things. And, and also I was uh, really interested in different cultures. And um, actually right after graduation, I, I was offered a position in Japan. And that was kind of like a, a dilemma because I really loved the U.S. Uh, for many reasons. But I thought, you know, I'm going to start my career here and never like really just be completely caught in that rabbit hole of of meeting awesome people. And then I actually took the, the opportunity to go to Japan. I had studied Japanese a little bit at university. And um, and then I, I started working there. I worked for uh, Alfred Dunhill uh, Japan, Alfred Dunhill being a luxury company from uh, the Richemont Group. Started as a sales analyst and then I, I did enjoy it, but I also was completely uh, just fascinated with just video production, film production and everything. So we started filming friends with films with my friends who, uh, you know, in Japan. And then that led to be getting in touch with other people who were uh, making films also or wanted to make films in, in China. And I moved uh, to China and set up a production company there after a couple of years there. Uh, where we started shooting documentaries about uh, China. And this is actually maybe where th this whole human element started because we were in a country uh, which uh, was portrayed a lot in the media in a certain way, which is, you know, um, very interesting. But we just didn't want to kind of have a, a bird's eye view of the of the country. We wanted to just talk to people eye to eye. And so we wanted an eye level. We started shooting these kind of almost non sequitur pieces. Uh, I, you know, filmed 24 hours in the life of a, of a taxi driver there and things like that. And just starting to realize while shooting it that, you know, everybody is, um, you know, uh, like there, there's a human, 
everybody's very similar in many ways and what we need what we love what we uh, you know what what hurts us and everything is very similar throughout a- a- any culture really um and um and so i think that that was where i, I it started you know striking something in me uh and then you know but you know i had to pay the bills and and the next thing i knew i was you know working a lot for corporate you know content and stuff like that also uh thanks to all the documentaries i made i think like a lot of people saw that as a you know i saw uh our production units uh talent at at telling stories and we started uh basically developing content for a lot of major american european and even uh chinese companies especially for uh, when it came to a lot of pr content uh and then um yeah that led me to wow uh 20 2013 when i uh i moved back to europe i i got married and uh you know we uh we moved back to europe and i started working in uh in uh basically promoting uh, this uh retailer a french retailer to uh markets across asia um and then that also took me to basically uh meeting with other people who were interested uh in developing their uh content strategy for uh for um basically their company especially one of them being Hearst uh, in Japan so i started developing uh their video strategy there and i worked as a consultant for for a while and covid hit and then you know we all got you know stuck a little bit at home and you know i was going back and forth quite a lot with tokyo and that which i couldn't do anymore and so i started kind of focusing on other things and things that i had kind of left on the side for a while including uh you know uh nfts i'd started uh basically by my first nfts with crypto kitties uh i thought it was just such an awesome kind of uh project uh then i i got kind of got back to it and 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 started looking at what was going on in the crypto sphere and and especially in web3 i always you know having a finance background i always thought you know uh crypto itself you know as as you know it's called crypto being this kind of almost cryptic word in a way um is interesting as you know uh as uh, from a financial point of view but it's just the by like the byproduct of whatever value it is and like so the what's the intrinsic value behind it and i started thinking i think like nfts and just the, the the ability to the all the use cases you can create out of that not just a token but all the kind of ecosystem that is built around that is really where the value is and so i started looking at different projects and the sandbox you know struck me as one of the most exciting ones out there uh and that's kind of where i started you know learning about the sandbox and what they were building and i started getting interested nice nice and, and Arno, let me uh, let me ask, um, what has you excited about, you know, the sandbox, Web3 or metaverse right now? What What is intriguing you the most? Obviously, just in the last six months, things have changed tremendous. 12 months, three months, even last three weeks, right? I don't want to date the podcast here, but what has you super excited and, and why? Okay, um, really what, so if, you know, I, I don't want to just talk about the sandbox. I want to talk about this as, as a whole, yeah. but really to me, like the, the, the love story with this new kind of almost new wave of, of, hmm. of web three, you know, like right. the, the whole, there was Bitcoin and then there were all the altcoins and, you know, and, and the first NFTs. And then there was kind of like a, a slump and, and, and then 2020, 2021 came back again. Maybe we're, we're entering a new wave now, which is really cool. But what really struck me is again, like it was very, at the beginning it was very anonymous like the whole anonymous anonymous aspect was great and and i i do think it's it's you know it's part of it but what's great is really also to see the human aspect of mm-hmm. of what's going on right now and what really struck me when i first met people from the sandboxes was just like oh there are like it's not you know just 
a, a name on a Discord channel. It's actual people behind it, and they're all very passionate, and they're all really, really great people, and and just like also encourage you to be creative. And it's like it was just an environment where I thought, wow. I mean, regardless of what industry it's in, I, I'm just completely blown away by the positivity of, of of this culture really it's it's about the culture itself um you know i was talking about you know chinese culture japanese culture whatever like it there's also corporate culture right or, or whatever right. you want to call it and well i wouldn't even call it a corporate culture i think it, there, there's something behind it, a philosophy of just fostering creativity that is amazing about a metaverse project i think it comes from the fact that we understand we're decentralized and we need everybody's creativity to put it together and create something new Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's the energy that I really like about it. Nice, nice. No, I, I'm right. There, I'm right there with you. Um, love to hear a little bit about you know what, what do you feel like the metaverse should mean to the everyday person? You know, and the everyday person could be a small business owner, it could be a mm -hmm. corporate, it could be someone trying to sell sneakers, uh, a creator of music. I know there's so many different personas of who could use the metaverse and the use cases that are out now, mm -hmm. but thinking thinking through what what should the metaverse mean for for people you know now and going forward um i think it's going to mean the same thing right now what it means is a bit strange i keep joking about the fact that you know back in the 90s you know when we heard about the internet it was like almost like a place out there Right. You know, kind of like uh, like a David Bowie looking kind of place <laughs> where, you know, we'd all be wearing spandex in 20 years. And, right. uh, and and right now we are on the Internet. Does that mean we're like floating in space and everything? No, we're just like here and we connect as human beings. And so I think right now you hear about the metaverse, you know, kind of like mm -hmm. almost echoing into the ether and as if it were like this really kind of abstract concept and everything. But it's very <laughs> real because it's actually a way to connect people real people together and and to actually add value for them and the difference between what we saw 30 years ago with the advent of the internet and today i would say is the ability to trade and own in a much more meaningful way uh and also um uh be able to um yeah in a very in a more decentralized way so what do i mean by that uh, for a business owner for example uh you know back in the day in the 90s it was oh now you can set up your business online but then there aren't that many people out there to buy, right? Because there weren't that many people on the internet. I remember the first time I wanted to look for a song, a lyrics to a song, and I couldn't find them just because no one had posted them yet. Right. And so, you know, you, and so a lot of people are wondering today also like, well, you know, um, what what's it for? Uh, and the question is, you know, it was the same with the internet 30 years ago, just because the more people you have onboarding this, the more you'll make connections. And it's the same with the metaverse. So an example is right now with the sandbox, what is amazing about uh, this project is that we're creating this ecosystem of uh, people who uh, create, you know, they build assets. Uh, for example, they know how to create in box edit, which is one of our uh, proprietary, uh, I mean, just it's for free, but like it's uh, software we developed uh, at the sandbox for people to create their assets. Uh, and, uh, and then they can, you know, trade them with someone who wants to create an experience, for example, uh, and they could be working for a brand who wants to bring something, you know, an ex a new experience to the sandbox. So mm -hmm. for, a, for a, a shop or a small business owner, for example, what you can do is connect to people in different ways than you could before. There was, you know, flat content, what they call, you know, in the in the print industry, which is uh, written contents. And you, you start, we started developing, you know, more video now that bandwidth is, is, is bigger uh, for people to be able to stream and everything. And right now we also have this new um, this new kind of paradigm shift, which is being able to 
have developed assets that have uh, that have um, basically utility for people. And mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people today, if you want to take it in financial terms, you know, a lot of people today go from month to month, like, you know, basically paying the bills and they're working um, to basically for someone a as a job. And I think that's going to change a lot in the future. Why? Because, I mean, if you look at, you know, people you know, like books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all that stuff, the whole, you know, morale of the story is, well, um, uh, at the end of the day, you have to be able to um, own like assets that's and that have value for someone. And until now, to be honest, like, you know, even like going on the stock exchange and everything was like, you know, how you have to go through a bank and everything you have to go through a broker and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's just everything is at your fingertips. So there are mm -hmm. the barriers of entry to own things that you might uh, be able to trade is much easier. For example, I kept thinking, OK, what are my assets as a in, in terms of personal finance? back in the day and I was writing screenplays and I was like, well, that, I guess that's it. Or when I shot a film, you know, that was just like a, kind of a dud. And like, I was like, well, I guess that's an asset, but like no one wants to see it because the, 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 the ecosystem was a lot smaller here. Now you can pretty much like create even something as simple as a small, like a table, you know, in the sandbox and you can put it on the, on the, uh, uh, on the market or on open sea. And like, you can create, um, you know, you can be connected to this, completely centralized market that makes it so much more so, so much easier for people to see your product and, and just have it at their fingertip to buy. So I think that's really what what is going to start um, uh, changing in, in this ecosystem. I don't know if I. Yeah, I no, absolutely. Absolutely. That helps a ton. I think, it, you know, for our listeners out there, I think, you know, this gives a context of what's capable, what's possible. Obviously, it's like almost a societal shift and introduces whole other aspects of reading, writing, creating ownership. Uh, and, and then with that, you know, it kind of bleeds into my, my uh, next and, and sort of last question here is more about the context of just like with the internet, you know, there's a big movement around, you know, what's wellness, what's, you know, too much usage, what's too immersive, what's over sensory for people. Um, you know, are we all going to be VR headsets or have, you know, hooks up to, to our, to our brains and things like that. And so there's the scary elements that are kind of implied upon and sometimes tongue in cheek applied upon, right? Just like I'm doing it just now, but tell me, tell me your philosophy about health, wellness, safety. Um, there's so many pieces of that, right? There's, there's a lot of move to earn mm -hmm. concepts popping up out there, like the step-ins of the world. Um, you know, great utility projects, right? There that seem like everlasting, right? You know, mm -hmm. what's the next frontier? And then how do you guys, or how do you think about health and safety? What's too much, too little, you know, um, what is, you know, over creating something that, <laughs> you know, anyone can create anything, you know, should anyone be able to create anything and then just disseminate it out there, just like in the, the real world. So just love to hear your philosophy on, on how, how we should be thinking about health, wellness, and safety as it relates to, you know, Web3 and Metaverse. Sure. Uh, well, the first thing is, um, at, you know, talking about Metaverse, the Metaverse as a whole and Web3, um, I think, you know, there there's certainly like a, a new kind of uh, frontier in terms of what you can create, what you can make. And you were talking about UX also, you know, in terms of, you know, wearing uh, devices and things like that. And, you know, Today, uh, I think centralization is one of the, you know, kind of key um, issues with with the Internet. Um, uh, I mean, it, it has its, you know, its its applications here and there, but having the option of decentralization is is key, um, you know, when it comes to having your 
your da data uh, basically um, not completely, you know, owned by a, a major company and things like that. So I think there there's a definitely a risk with that with Web two, and I think Web three is going to help solve that problem. The other thing is, um, again, when it comes to uh, creating, um, you know. Uh, applications to encourage health and everything i mean we've just you know started i mean it's just the beginning we've just scratched the surface all the applications we're going to see come coming forward i think uh going, going forward are going to be um i mean very exciting i mean talking about uh your project i mean there are so many things i'm just completely uh amazed to see what can be done and i think um overall um the, the 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 issue of safety and everything is also gonna i think regulate itself just like it it does on on dif on the internet you know there there are gonna be obviously bumps in the road and everything but i don't think we should uh see it with uh with fear i think we should see it with positivity and and look at the potential because again you know every ever since we you know humans discovered fire there's been like you know again like risks but also awesome opportunities and we have to kind of focus on that while being yeah. aware of whatever risk can come up yeah no that's this is great arno and and i appreciate it yeah it does it does feel like there's there's equal amounts of uh you know opportunity but you know uh you know things to be cautious of but you know obviously you know you guys are doing an amazing job with you know leading the charge of of what's possible but also you know ensuring ensuring you know safety and making sure everyone sees the possibilities but then also it's it's something that elevates society right brings us forward and so it's super exciting um congratulations too on the leadership that you're providing over there and and you know getting the word out you know and this is this is a phenomenal thing that you guys are doing and and i really appreciate your background um and and what you're doing uh on that note tell me my very last question for you is for sure. our listeners out there uh what would be a good way to engage with you uh just to reach out say hi or you know just to just to you know send you a friendly note sure uh i think the best way to to probably get in touch is uh through twitter you know uh my uh my handle is at arno Compais, so my full name uh together uh and uh you know i'm basically always super excited again what i think is the most amazing thing about the sandbox is the opportunities i've had to meet new people and awesome people like you uh that can you know uh share their vision of what they want uh to build uh in in this in this space so uh feel free to get in touch yeah absolutely awesome awesome arno thank you so much this was great and uh really thank appreciate you. it and as you go along we'd love to have you back on the show and talk more about you know the progress that you're doing and you know latest trends and thoughts most importantly about you know web3 and to our listeners out there this is the pop Health show the show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making people healthier and using technology uh, to do so thank you so much everyone arno thank you so much this was great thank you thank you anthony thanks for having me